0: Welcome everyone to the Milky It Podcast, the podcast that tugs the tea to popular culture until it explodes all over your face. As always, I'm David Davis. And? I do want you to look back on this and smile, but
1: I kind of want that smile to be through tears. (laughs) That's right, it's your boy, it's Boulamont.
0: And here we are, it's episode 41. Can you imagine episode 41? And this is our special
1: Royal Rumble prediction show. Yes, it's episode 41. Only 11 more than the 30 men that are going to be lining up to get that main event spot at WrestleMania. So get your numbers ready, hear the countdown clock, it's time for the Milking It podcast. I've got the feeling.
0: Yes, it's episode 41, the Royal Rumble Predictions Show, but what happens if you're a fan of our guest or a fan of the Milky podcast who's not a wrestling fan? Well, don't worry, because we've got something very special for you.
1: That's right, before you go over the top rope and smack both feet on the floor, here's a little dummy's guide to the Royal Rumble from our man, Jay Hodgkin.
2: On the 29th of January 2015 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the WWE will hold one of its premiere pole pay-per-views, The Royal Rumble. Now, the boys will be talking about this quite a lot today, so if you're here for Batman video games, camp humour, gaffs or hijinks, you're going to feel a little bit lost like a drunk piglet at a business seminar. So here, in the first of a very occasional series, is How Shit Works. I'm here to hold your hand, and perhaps cop a feel as I do it, because... Even perverts get lonely. The Royal Rumble is much like any wrestling event in that it is made up of several match types including tag team matches, women's matches and title defences. What defines the Royal Rumble from other events is its centrepiece attraction, the Royal Rumble match. The Royal Rumble match is based on a classic battle royale match concept in which a number of wrestlers aim to eliminate their competitors by tossing them over the top rope with both feet touching the floor surrounding the ring. The winner is the last man standing in the said ring. Now, the Royal Rumble has some differences from a battle royale. For one thing, they aren't all in the ring at the same time. Don't worry. They aren't late. John Cena hasn't gone home to double he lock the back door. And Triple H hasn't got a dentist appointment or nothing like that. No, 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 no. The wrestlers are assigned numbers, sometimes via a lottery shown on the Royal Rumble itself. Although they can be assigned numbers via a number of scripted means. In preceding television shows such as Raw or WWE Smackdown. The match begins with two wrestlers entering the ring at regular intervals usually 90 minutes or 2 minutes apart, and can involve between 20 and 40, but usually 30, competitors. Since 1993, winning the Royal Rumble has guaranteed a title shot at the year's biggest WWE event, WrestleMania, making it a highly prestigious and sought-after match to emerge victorious from. In 1992, Ric Flair himself won the vacant strap by winning the thing, a thing that has not been repeated since. And by the way, that is the best Royal Rumble match you can watch so far. The match was conceived by former Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson, and he trialled it at the Rio de Janeiro house show in 1987, which was eventually won by the one-man gang. Its first television appearance was in Hamilton, Ontario as a television special and was won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan and featured 20 competitors. This is seen as officially the first Royal Rumble match. The year after saw its pay-per-view debut and was eventually won by Big John Studd who last eliminated the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. Let's finish off with ten Royal Rumble facts. Yippee. Stone Cold Steve Austin holds the record of most Royal Rumble wins, with three coming in 1997, 1998 and 2001. Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Shawn Michaels and Batista all have two apiece. In 2006, Rey Mysterio broke the record of longest time in a Royal Rumble match at 1 hour, 2 minutes and 12 seconds. Imagine how sweaty he was under that mask. Santino Morea has the record for the shortest time in a Royal Rumble, getting ousted by Kane after just a second of ring time in 2009. Poor guy. Roman Reigns eliminated 12 other competitors in the 2014 Royal Rumble, taking him past Kane's long-standing record of 11, which he has held since 2001. I don't feel that sorry for Kane. He didn't realise he wasn't facially disfigured for about... Six years. Also, Kane holds the record for cumulative Royal Rumble eliminations at 39. Although, to be fair, he is tied with Shawn Michaels for that one. At the time of writing, though, uh, Kane has also got the record for most appearances in a Royal Rumble at 17. A good five more than Shawn Michaels, so have some of that, Shawn Michaels. Sexy boy there have been three yes three non-male competitors in the Royal Rumble Uh, China appeared in the 1999 and 2000 Royal Rumbles Beth Phoenix appeared in the 2010 iteration and Karma made an appearance in the 2012 one and not many other appearances before or after that oh dear the Royal Rumble match in 2014 may always be remembered as CM Punk's last ever appearance in a WWE ring. As of the time of writing, there doesn't seem to be any chance of the popular superstar ever working with the McMahon's again, particularly after his revealing interviews with his close friend Colt Cabana on a podcast. Instead, he is pursuing a career in the UFC. The Rumble match is largely restricted to the pay-per-view itself. But there have been rare occasions where a variant of it has appeared on Raw or Smackdown. In January 1994, Owen Hart won a rumble match at Madison Square Garden, last eliminating Fatou. In May 1994, in Osaka, The Undertaker last bested Bam Bam Bigelow. Then, the infamous corporate rumble of 1999 took place, which saw China last eliminate Vince McMahon out of the ring on Raw and gain the lucrative number 30 spot. 2004 saw Eddie Guerrero win the right to take on The Undertaker at the No Way Out pay-per-view. 2008 saw a mini Raw Rumble, which Hornswoggle featured in, along with a load of little people dressed as wrestlers. Because that never gets old, does it? No. No, doesn't, does it? The last non-Pay-Per-View Royal Rumble saw Jerry Lawler earn a shot at the WWE title held by Miz in 2011. The Miz, yep. He was uh, world champion during WrestleMania season once. Most recently lost to Jey Uso. Yeah. The luckiest number to have is 27. Four superstars have won from that entry: Big John Studd in 1989... Yokozuna in 1993, Bret Hart in 1994, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2001. Only two competitors have ever won after getting the unfortunate, unlucky number one. That's uh, Shawn Michaels in 1995, and um, somebody in 2004. <coughs> Crisp memoir. <coughs> <coughs> So, yes, the Royal Rumble, then. It's an enduring tradition in the WWE and allows the writers and wrestlers excellent scope for great storytelling and building future stars. It's the first step on the road to WrestleMania and it's one you should take. With your popcorn, your Pringles, your 1.5-litre bottle of Coke and your ever-expanding waistline, you big galoot. Do it. Do it this January. Make a start. It's the best wrestling match you will probably see in the WWE. OK, goodbye and enjoy the rest of the show.
0: OK, so now on the Milky it podcast, episode 41, it's time for us to have our Royal Rumble predictions conversation. It was only proper that uh, we invited someone else in to talk about it. We did it with the WrestleMania. We uh, had Johnny Bailey, the uh, musician and wrestler in to talk about uh, WrestleMania. Now it gets to the Royal Rumble. Well, we like to uh, champion new talent here on the Milking It podcast, and uh, there's a, a young guy just started his own podcast, and we thought we'd give him a bit of a, a leg up along the way. Uh, joining myself and Boo Lamont now to talk about the Royal Rumble is indeed Scroobius Pip.
3: Hello. I'm, I'm happy to, to come here to learn and and, and, and be a, <laughs> a, a master of this craft. <laughs>
0: sit, sit under the learning tree, young Padawan. Exactly. and. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where it goes, but no, thank you very much for joining us. Um, thank you for having it's me. Very cool to have you on here, sir. Um, so we're going to get together. You, you said you wanted to talk about the Royal Rumble. It is yes. one of the the main four of the year. Not that you can still say Survivor Series is is a, is a main one, but yeah. uh, it's uh, it, it's professional wrestling, and a lot of people who who know you will have associated you with more with ufc um yep. i know you've you've written stuff for them you've you know you've commented on lots of events anyone who knows your sort of social media side of stuff uh, has yeah, seen that I you are fat. big fat. yeah slightly slightly uh, obsessed <laughs> with it um it's not something i i know a lot about i know boo's a, a ufc guy uh as well um but so professional wrestling is probably not something people would associate you with so no
3: not particularly, or people who, who who knew me when I was as younger would though. As a kid, right. I was a massive fan of professional wrestling, and that did transfer. I kind of stopped watching it when I got into UFC, but in the last year or two, I've had kind of a, a renaissance of of returning to to, to to becoming a fan.
0: So, in terms of like, so if we're talking old school wrestling, who who yeah. are the guys that you, that got you into it? Who, who sparked your interest?
3: Um, well. My brother was Hulk Hogan, and I and I was Ultimate Warrior, so it 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 was that era that just obviously that was the 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 biggest thing. But but people like Shawn Michaels and yeah, yeah, just or or loads really. I love going back and looking for a lot of the older stuff, and I've become obsessed with a lot of the obviously the WWE are doing a lot of podcasts, or those associated with a lot of podcasts now, and that's become a travel thing for me constantly, just listening to all the different wrestlers of old and new all kind of discussing the ins and outs of the business
0: I think that's the weird thing, is it? Because like, they they always tell the stories about, oh, it's like the road stories they tell each yeah. other. And that seems to be what podcasting has become for them. It's like they're so used to being these storytellers that it, it kind of lends itself naturally to that, that style of podcast. I mean, I've, I've heard you talking on yours, Destruction Pieces podcast, kids. Um, I've heard you talking about the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. Yeah. Uh, is just wonderful. It's uh, You end up like 40 minutes into it, realising that all he's doing is talking about The journey he's doing in his car and yet a beer for the working man (laughs)
3: It's just amazing, right?
0: It's (laughs) insane, it's absolutely insane. It's it's almost Brechtian. (laughs) The
3: the, the one I've become more obsessed with though is the Ross report Mm because Jim Ross just giving his uh, obviously, there's a lot of good stories and everything in it, but his psychology of how to call a fight and how to tell a story and what people don't do now, what he did, and what other people do. It's all amazing, because I remember just watching and thinking, cool, there's some wrestling happening, and he realised that so much was manipulated by the way he would describe it or the points he would choose to pick up on and who he would put across and who he wouldn't and things like that. It was
1: amazing. It's a fine art in, 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 in the commentary. The thing I noticed with the Jim Ross report is that he's, he seems to have like a respect for everyone, but when it comes to indie wrestling, David, what does he say?
0: He tells you say. We've got to slow it down, let them feel it, and <laughs> yeah. see it yeah every time every single exactly. time he says that but i,
3: that I do' is, that is the problem he 's got four or five bullet points that he repeats over and over again <laughs> and yeah but other than that
0: did you get a chance to see or indeed hear and feel the um the japanese show that he did uh, i didn't i didn 't
3: I heard about it a lot on his podcast, but i haven 't got around to watching it yet. it was
1: it was really yeah the main event was Easily the best match I've seen in like the last few years. Ok- Okada versus Tanahashi was amazing.
3: Yeah, how was AJ Styles? Because he's one that I was, a, I became a fan of through TNA and whatnot, and just felt it's bizarre that
1: he didn't. Get that big push. I mean, you listen to the Ross report. When Jim Ross is actually talking to AJ Styles, the way he introduced him in the show was as the man that I, you know, stupidly passed over so many times. And it's like he should have been a bigger star. Yeah. AJ Styles' match was great. However, there's been, you know, recently there's been the kind of spate of injuries caused by the Styles clash. Yeah. Right. And they're really playing that up in Japan, as in like it's the deadliest move. And I think it's a two stroke thing. Like it's a really good thing to capitalize um but it's a shame that people are getting injured but yeah. he uh, he has stepped up his game i mean he is an international talent i i remember let's bring it back to Boo for a second um <laughs> i remember seeing aj styles wrestling in broxbourne in like 2003 oh, wow. and you could you could just see even like on these little indie shows when he came over you could see that this guy was destined for huge things everything he did in the ring had rhyme and reason his yep. psychology was good so you could just tell that this kid, like back from back in the day, was going to be a major player. And then fast forward, like all these years later, and he's he's like the, the biggest in star in Japan. But yeah, yeah AJ, AJ Styles is at the top of his club, the club gimmick. Is, is...
0: It's quite strange as well because,
1: like,
0: even up to a couple of years ago, it was always like, oh, okay, if they've done well here, the big thing is they want to get to the WWE." You know, they want to yeah. be part of that. Whereas now, it's it's almost like. They don't need to do that anymore, you know. AJ Styles is making probably more money than he's ever made, and is doing more gigs than he's ever done by going abroad. And you know that because Japan is so hot now, they can make yeah, a really good living. And you know, you, you do get people like Luke Gallows and people who've essentially not—it sounds harsh to say—but they failed in the WWE system because someone at the top went nah, not not keen. Yeah, um, and now they can go over there and it just completely rejuvenates. It's almost like an extreme version of that Territories idea of you step out, you go somewhere else and you, you, know, you improve, you make your money, and then you move on somewhere else and you, you do that. So it's good to see that there is an alternative. I know it's a long plane journey, but at least there is an alternative for the
1: guys here. Think was. about people like Bob Sapp and, and yeah. Bison Smith. There are, there are foreign wrestlers who have gone over there and have never come back because they're making so much money. And there, yeah. it's, it's not just that, it's the respect. The respect you get as well is unbelievable compared to like over here.
3: But do you think there's still an underlying thing that you can make a good living, you can make a lot of money, but, but, but if you n- never have a run in the in the WWE, do you think there's still that underlying regret or feel that it's not quite... I don't know. It still, it still feels like that end
1: goal to me, but it, that could just be my... thing. The thing with the WWE is, once you've been in the WWE, hmm. wherever you go around the world, you are billed as former WWE superstar, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and you can make the money. It's literally like... Even if you wrestle there for, like, a couple of months, the yeah. kudos you get for being there. So I totally agree that it is the be-all and end-all. If you are a professional wrestler, I mean, look at look at Kenta and... Um, mm. oh, what's his name day? Um, uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, there we go.
0: But he was amazing on their last pay-per-view uh, but, thing
1: that they did. Um, Even though... Sorry, the point I was going to make is, even though those guys were at the top of Japan, they were, you know, they were, like, making the height of their career in Japan, mm. they have still stopped where they are, and come straight over to WWE because that yeah. is the place to be. So even yeah. if you're like at the top of your game, if you're not in the WWE, I don't think you feel like you've made it entirely.
3: Because that's interesting what you were saying, even if you're there for a few months, you can then trade off that. Because for some reason I was looking at other. I was thinking of who, because I haven't watched a lot of TNA, but I remember the, the thing that attracted me when I was first flicking through it was AJ Styles and mm-hmm. um, Loki. is um, rest under a load of names I can't think of. Of, yeah, Caval
1: in the yeah. WWE NXT. Yeah, <laughs> That's
3: it. Coffee, I it? didn't. I never knew he was in there. I, I, I literally thought I'll have a look on his his wiki and see what he's doing. And there was a bit of when he was in the WWE, which I never. Obviously, I wasn't an avid watcher then, but I, yeah, I missed that completely.
0: I think there's yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a few cases like that, isn't there, where they've kind of come in and out and have done yeah. That. But see, then this person looks
3: amazing, and then all oh, right, obviously just didn't click in that moment.
1: I mean, to a degree, even the guys over over here in the UK. Uh, who have been over there in American Wrestle for NXT, they build themselves as former WWE NXT. Like on the poster yeah. when they go and get their bookings, on the poster it still says former WWE NXT superstar, even though they never made it to T V. So even yeah. just having your name in ink on that contract is a boost to your pay packet and a boost to your kind of credibility. Yeah.
0: I suppose it's that thing as well of of the guys that are coming in of that generation now where they grew up and got influenced into professional wrestling in the main part especially in this country by watching WWE and so, or WWF as it would have been back then, so it, that's the natural thing is you want to go and do that. That's what I want to do. I want to go and be in that ring. I want to, you know, I want to meet Vince McMahon. I want to do do those things. So that's that's the goal. That's the way you you are aiming. To... As, a,
1: as a kid, I just wanted to be Intercontinental Champion because all the best wrestlers had the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, completely.
0: No, I, yeah, I completely agree. That was all, that was the one that. Um, Everyone you know that would be the good match the rubbish match would be <laughs> the world championship match and Hogan out. in
1: the main event and you'd have stuff like Brett versus perfect for like the intercontinental but you know you know what wins out yeah completely I agree
0: how bizarre though now that it, it, you, you look at the situation now i I struggle to tell you who the intercontinental champion was um, yeah. and the the world heavyweight title that, he hasn't been around for what? How many months now? <laughs> He's been, been this champion since the, the titles just seem to mean absolutely nothing. Whereas before it was it was that thing of yeah, the, there was that ladder that you had to climb. And I think unless you're you're playing the computer games, there isn't that anymore. There's not that structure of well, they go from here to here to here. They start off and then they get the intercontinental and then it builds a feud and you go towards the world. And you know, I, I'm not sure. Titles just seem to have kind of vanished. Yes, yeah. go
1: Sorry, on. No after you. <laughs> I was just gonna quickly say I I I kind of felt that last night when I watched Raw. Hmm. Um, we will get onto Raw properly, but Barrett being the Intercontinental champion, back in like the late um you know, late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, you'd be like, right, Barrett's Intercontinental champion, he's gonna work his way up in like the next few years and be champion. I don't see that happening, and the same yeah. with kind of the people that held it before him.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, you've got people like Cesaro who held it and, you know, they've, they've tried to bring back things like the US Championship and that's done nothing for anyone. And
1: it just seems... But nothing for anyone. I think Rusev is one of the most like, strong looking <laughs> champions at the moment. So,
0: I... but And look does... about the
1: US title as well.
0: I was going to say, but does that enhance that character or do, do you need it at all? Or could he just be doing that 80s style... Look at my passport it's different than your own. Yeah, look at my yeah. passport.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it, I think it's interesting. I think
3: it's it's been sh- surprising that the intercontinental and the US haven't really been given more of a push with Brock obviously t- taking the belt off of TV uh, mm. for so long because I don't think that's a bad thing at points. I think someone like Brock it can be I don't know it can be I think at points it can devalue the belt if it's constantly there and constantly on the line if you know what I mean rather than just at what used to be the four pay-per-views, but now uh, the pay-per-views every month. So I think they, I think the Brock thing hasn't d- d- necessarily devalued it too much because it it makes it an attraction rather than an everyday thing. But yeah, no, I agree. Intercontinental and and, and and US, it's kind of who like when did Ziggler have it for, for a bit, and everyone loved. Like, when I started watching again, everyone was saying how Ziggler is the most underused is going to you know go on to great things it felt him having it it meant something but then as soon as it kind of went back into the pot Barrett's got it for a bit Mm. and you know it feels like it's just going to be passed around the mid yeah the mid uh, totally totally
0: I think the, the, the Brock thing works and has worked because he's Brock Lesnar. There is nobody yeah. who could have carried that role off like Brock Lesnar does. He looks legitimately totally. like someone who's going to kick your face in. And it's, 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 it's the
3: same way that Andre the Giant could tour around back in the day, hearing stories of that Of it'd yeah. be a spectacle when Andre's in town for that one or two months a year because it's this big deal and he's the champion. And, you know, it, it has that feel with Brock because he looks like that. He's also got. Like, all the, all the legitimateness behind it of yep. being a, champ, uh, a, a UFC champion, and genuinely, you can't argue that he's a tough dude. So, yeah, I think that he he manages to, to pull that off.
0: I think it's also worth mentioning the fact that he might not have been on Raw every week, but his advocate has. <laughs> so, yeah. you've had the beauty and the wonder that is Paul Heyman's promos. That completely. Have completely. just completely sold it. I think that's. that's and
3: again, one. it stuns me that there's not more this is, is going to appeal to, to you now it stuns me that there's not more managers at the moment considering mm. I would say Paul Heyman is in the top five of the talents on Raw of, of, of who people want to see regardless of not being an in-ring talent he's, he's one of the ones that people are excited to see and, and follow yet he's pretty much the only one other than a Rusev's
1: uh, oh, no. completely the, the art of being a manager is completely lost and the fact that we've got someone like Paul Heyman out there centre and front Is so important. I mean, the problem is with kind of like the managers, uh, the situation with the managers is there's not enough original characters Mm. um, to be managers, and uh, they're really pushing for all the wrestlers to talk. But I think a manager, obviously, I'm going to think this, but the manager is one of the most important aspects, Mm. like like Dave was saying. So you might not have had um, Lesnar there every episode, but you've had the herald of Lesnar yeah' you've had this for you've had all these warnings in his coming, and then you know the beast actually when the beast does actually arrive, it makes it bigger
3: completely and and after so long of Heyman doing an amazing job, and even when Brock's there talking for him, the moment um uh, uh, this week hmm. where Brock takes the mic and just says, I just want to fight that well, that was electric because of that, because you know he's not a good talker, but you're you're ready for Heyman to do his big speech and do his thing. That made it all the more real and exciting. He's like, now I'm just here to...
0: I think, yeah, yeah and, was- and Heyman's reaction to that was just yeah. perfect. I mean, I, I it, think it's t- very unusual for me to sit and watch a whole opening segment like that. Yeah. But I just quite happily sat there because his reactions and the stuff he yeah. said off mic were just... Spot on. Absolutely Completely. spot on.
3: It, it would have been perfect if Brock hadn't said baby so much. That's exactly
1: what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, it's the
3: repeated baby, come on baby. Come on baby. I'm, I'm
0: think, ready baby. I All think right. unless, yeah, it, unless it's delivered with a sort of cockney uh,
1: Ray Winston voice, it doesn't really work. <laughs> oh, but for me it turned him into like a mini Dusty Rose. Let me tell you something, <laughs> yeah. baby. Okay, I'm here to fight, baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: I thought it was it was very cool as well that um, John Cena would not let Seth Rollins get away with his cock-up uh, yeah. when, well, when it, he said, t- tuck your legs between your legs. Cena could have quite easily glossed over that and yeah. no one would have reacted other than the live
1: audience and See, when everyone who makes that, memes on Twitter. When Cena did that, I came to the realisation, I was like, do you know what? I'm not even embarrassed. I like John Cena. Yeah, I genuinely well, like John well, Cena.
3: Well, that's the thing that a, a, a love or hate scene regardless of character or anything else he's good on he's great on the mic and improvising and being you know which you've seen from Brock he he isn't there's so many a Roman Reigns who obviously they're pushing hugely I don't think he's he can't cut a time. promo can he not at all not in the slightest so it makes you appreciate uh, yeah Mr. Cena in that respect, absolutely.
0: I think the, the, the Roman Reigns thing, and we might mention this again a little bit later on when we're talking about the actual Royal Rumble match. But I think the Roman Reigns, his issue is that he's constantly compared to The Rock because of the family yeah. connection. Um, yeah. And I, I think, and especially as wrestling fans like we are, going back many many years. It's very rare to get a Rock. It's very yeah. rare to get a Steve yeah. Austin, you know. And you're certainly not going to get that after what I think two years in the business, three years in the business. He's no, you know, exactly. he's still very young and you know and new to it all. I know he's grown up within the family, but yeah, I don't. I think it's fair to compare him to the Rock and expect him just because he's got the same shoulder tattoo to be able to pull off the same exactly. Sort of thing.
3: I'll, I'll tell you what, though, I'll, a one that has won me over hugely in recent weeks and months has been. S- Seth Rollins himself, as although he stumbled and messed up, I think his promos and his the the writing for him has been great. Because originally I'd, I was confused that he seemed to be the one of the three that was being you know p- pushed up the ladder as well. But I think he's done.
1: Yeah. He's you see, impressive. equally, I don't get the Dean Ambrose thing. I really like Seth Rollins, and I love Roman Reigns's work. Ooh, I, I think yeah. he's a more exciting wrestler, um, as in performance-wise than The Rock. Like, yep. from back in the day but obviously nowhere near him on the mic but I don't get all the Dean Ambrose love like, uh, no, you see, I, I, like
0: could... I like him yeah
1: me too I think he's got everyone that. says they kind of see like Roddy Piper or like a Ric Flair in him and I, I I see more like a I see like a Brian Pillman madness but maybe not with the, the ring skills back up and they kind of do all these wacky things with him and, I maybe he's just not winning me over, but that's the that's the beautiful thing about the w w e universe <laughs> you know it's, it's, a, it's a it's a variety it's a big thing of variety, but yeah everyone's Ed, Ed, loving Ambrose
3: he's another one who's whose off mic re- reactions and work i think is really good it's over the top and exaggerated, but I think he gets some really good moments where he doesn't have to be saying anything he's just reacting and... When
1: and he pops yeah. the eyeballs yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's good.
0: I just yeah, for me, I just have a problem with the fact that he's always resting in jeans. I just think, oh, okay, looks a, looks a bit weird, doesn't it?
1: Yes, Dave, because like you know, you're on full kick, you're in full kick pads and lycra and yeah. I,
0: well, I'm sat here now naked as the day I was born. To be fair, but just just draped in an NWO t shirt um, in tribute to the Raw reunion show. Um,
3: <laughs> There was such a weird birth when you came out in an NWO t-shirt wasn't it that really stunned everyone at the, at the hospital
0: absolutely I was throwing up wolf signs <laughs> left right and it was great um More <laughs> <so, Poor> life for <laughs> <poor> life <laughs> uh yes indeed um well yeah we may as well talk quickly about raw uh raw this week uh time of recording was the raw was billed as the raw reunion show it seemed quite strange that it was this sort of go home show for the royal rumble and they were tagging on this raw reunion thing to get everyone together um i I think they probably could have got a go home show and then done (laughs) a raw reunion one for one of their really weak ones um what it confirmed to me, and I don't know whether you felt the same, Screw, but uh, it confirmed to me that there is sort of a quarter of the year where they really, really try with their writing yeah. and production and getting just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And for me, the first Raw in a long time that I really thoroughly enjoyed.
3: Yeah, completely agree. C- cynically, my instant thought was this is clearly um, just a network push. So to get to get old fans and new fans are watching to say the Royal Rumbles on the weekend and it's sixty dollars or whatever if you buy it whereas nine ninety nine blah 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 so it it felt like that but I don't give a damn what the reason was I thoroughly enjoyed it. A, <laughs> no, I, I think I hope yeah, have a good week's Raw.
0: It, it paid off definitely, and it it was strange because I, normally I can't sit through the full show without constantly like. DVR in it and having to whiz through it but yeah, yeah. It, it was actually a, a very easy watch this week, there was some really yeah, nice little bits and pieces on it, I, I do think that's an interesting marketing strategy to go, do you know that, that money you've been giving us in all those years before, oh, <laughs> you idiots you can get you, it a lot cheaper you
3: dummies, <laughs> yeah. and, and surely the people who run the pay-per-view side of it, yeah, it's really like why would you go with them it's like, well, well, it's why still I still send it, someone our way
0: I think, yeah, Comcast <laughs> Dropped them because of the fact that they were doing the network and stuff in the States. So yeah. it's caused right. them a lot of issues. I'm amazed Sky have not kicked up more of a fuss, and I'm sure that that will come out that there has been a lot of. I was under the impression that they
1: did kick up a fuss, which is why the network was delayed, because they had to come to terms with something to do with Sky. Yeah,
0: right, I, I, I presume so, because obviously that takes away, whatever, 20 quid a month that you're paying for Sky Sports if you've got, yeah. like, I've got the network. I know you can't see Raw and stuff on there, but you can on a delay, and, you know, people who are. Smart enough to get the network, know how to watch Raw without having to pay for Sky Sports. Um, it's yeah, but I mean, you, you, I'm sure you've mentioned before you get Fight Pass for UFC, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I
3: do. I think it's fantastic. I think it's really it's going to be the way that a lot of 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 sports and companies go. And I think the thing that that Fight Pass has nailed, which I guess the WWE has got in a way because of who they've taken over in the past, but mm. the back catalogue of of other organizations so that the wwe network for example just becomes the wrestling channel so See, if you want to watch it's netflix
1: isn't it you just netflix get for yeah, wrestling exactly
3: exactly and, and that's what the a ufc fight pass is 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 gradually becoming of just combat sports hmm. it's the netflix for combat sports they're getting loads of old fighting organizations a brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff kickboxing stuff muay thai stuff just all sorts and yeah, I think that's it's a great move.
1: Uh, am I right in thinking UFC own Pride? Yeah, yeah, they've got all the Pride uh, catalog. See, they've got all the Elite X, just so much stuff. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Pride from back in the day, in the early 2000s. I actually preferred yeah. Pride to UFC. Yes. Because, because I was a little bit of a. <laughs> I liked the soccer kicks and the <laughs> it was a yeah, bit yeah, more brutal. Just, and
3: and and they had more of, of 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 the freak show elements of it of your your Bob Saps and people like that just coming in and just
1: being again a spectacle one of the greatest fights I ever saw was Pride and I think it's all over YouTube and I wish I could remember the guy's name but it was the it was a it was a smaller Japanese guy and he wrestled um, Eugene ah, just the biggest black guy you've ever seen in your life um, and it, it, it was and Bass Rutten's commentary was going, This is like Jaws! This is like Jaws! <laughs> and uh, I was just cracking. It's one of the best fights I've ever seen. And obviously, in true wrestling style, um, David conquers Goliath. But yeah, it was. I used to yeah. love Pride back in the day. They had such a great roster. And um, I, yeah, they just spent spent was, themselves into the ground. I was stunned
3: recently to see that Alberto Del Rio previously fought in Pride. Yes! No, yeah, not, and, and not he a had, great he, record, was it? I'd, no, he I'd won a few. He? Well, I, yeah, he definitely had a win, but that kind of made me go, "Oh shit!" I didn't. <laughs> That's not someone I would have picked. Quite well, yeah.
1: a few kind of wrestling people have thrown their hat in the MMA ring, and um, a lot of them ended up. Uh, uh, oh, there's a couple of really famous examples um, where they've gone in with their lucha masks on. Right. <laughs> and And um, brilliant. But yeah, I think did Jushin Liger have one? He got knocked out really quickly. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking think probably, that possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, some of those
0: down. I saw some uh, a news article that came up last week about Ken Shamrock getting back in the ring for some bare knuckle boxing. Match. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like what fifty three? Yeah,
3: 53, something yeah like? that's depressing, right? It is. Isn't yeah, it? That's,
0: <laughs> that's kind of the touring the carnivals moment, isn't it? Where you just think, yeah. okay, what happened that you still need to be doing this? You had a yeah. good reckon, five do reckon, years.
1: Do you reckon you will slap on the ankle lock?
0: <laughs> I I I can almost hear his WWE entrance music being used, play, just played from some boombox in the corner of this barn that he's going to be yeah. going to be doing it in. But yeah, that's that's quite tragic. Um, the uh, the interview with him with ah, uh, I think it was Chris Jericho. On his podcast is absolutely brilliant. I can't remember who spoke to it, but it's it was a two-part. He did one with
3: Stone Cold. He did one with Stone Cold. It It must be with Stone Cold. I I, I only listened to it a couple of nights ago. I was just going through and catching up.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Really bizarre as well, hearing a lot of
3: his life history and stuff he'd never told anyone before. It was like, wow, this is yeah, growing up with a children's home
0: and yeah, yeah, very very.
1: Oh, for me, the worst one was X-Packs when he was talking about his suicide to Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh That's my crazy. god. And when he was in hospital and he pulled tried to pull the catheter out. Ah, oh, oh. dude. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was working at the time and I had the headphones on and suddenly my body was going into spasms going ah
0: no like Welcome that, to the that Milky was, podcast, kids. That was, a that was a difficult
1: listen. That was a difficult listen. It was, really yeah, it was,
0: it was interesting. Talking of difficult listens involving... Well, it'd be a difficult watch involving X-Pac. Um, he was on the uh, the Raw reunion show. Um, yep. That was interesting to see. Uh, they actually managed to get uh, Kevin Nash on there. It didn't look as if he was going to be, but all, all things were dropped, so he, yep. he appeared. Um, what did you think about seeing the, the Legends? How did they use the Legends on Raw this week?
3: I loved it. I thought they were great. I thought the first, I thought the the first scene when Sean and and Nash and Hall all came in. Mm. I, I, I liked the fact that they were flagging up in a comical manner how ridiculous the the change of Triple H is and calling him Vince Junior and questioning his suit. And then when <laughs> a, a Ms. Dow who I don't know why I'm on board with everyone of of, of loving him. Came in as X Park, and then there was whole, all this moment, and just the beauty of them just going, "What kind of show are you are you running?" I just I, I loved all of that for some reason. I was completely completely won over.
0: I thought it was it, it was funny. It was, I, I must admit, I did think it was X Park like, when uh, so did I. came <laughs> out. I was like, "Oh my god, Isn't he it? actually looks quite good." And then the real <laughs> X pac came out. It's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> no, he doesn't." I
3: thought it's bizarre that how I thought it was him, but I thought that's a really weird. Yeah entrance yeah oh, it's like please what don't tell me that? <laughs>
0: yeah thinking all that is like, oh <laughs> i just the only problem i have and I, I've, I've said this so many times on the milking it podcast is i have a real problem with kevin nash okay right i can listen to him talk till the cows come home i love his stories i love everything about the guy i think he's really cool i saw him live back in the day when he was diesel and all that kind of stuff yeah. um i have a problem with the fact that when he's in segments like that he cannot help but be smirky, cocky, dick Kevin Nash. <laughs> it's
3: true, it's true.
0: It just draws your eyes away from everything else that's happening yeah. because he's just grinning. He's got this shit-eating grin on his face, <laughs> and you just go, oh no, just want to ah. But uh, but then, yeah. but then
3: uh, the in-ring section of it for those guys, I thought was 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 absolutely amazing. So having yes, so like again, you knew. I I knew Hall and Nash were going to be there and that was about it. So then when the APA thing happened and then when uh, uh, the New Age Outlaws, all all of that, I thought that was...
1: Yeah, I loved it. I I thought the uh, the, the APA coming out was definitely one of my top moments of of Raw. I was a huge fan. And people don't... Because JBS still front and centre yeah. I hadn't even really thought of like oh the APA are legends like kind of thing or like legendary yeah. tag team and until he took that shirt off and he's standing there with Simmons Simmons has still got his wrist tape on and everything yeah. like ready to go and I was just like yeah the APA were brilliant I completely yeah. forgot because JBL's still like in he's my face there. every week yeah 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 completely I agree. and that clothesline from hell Mwah. beautiful it.
0: I think I the only danger with that was the the Ascension. Obviously, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this briefly in a bit when we we'll talk about the the card for the weekend because yeah. they are facing the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very dangerous putting them in the ring with those teams because you just realise that a they have no charisma, and yeah. b they are a lot smaller than all of the other legends that were in the <laughs> ring with them. They've got like literally Kevin Nash is a tall guy anyway, but even yeah. like Scott Hall had height on whatever yeah. whatever the, the, the <coughs> smallest guy from the Ascension's called.
3: To me, it rang of they are throwing in the towel on them already. <laughs> they've given them three or four outs of Raw, and they've gone. People aren't liking this, and let's kill them off in a really fun way. Kind of thing.
0: No, absolutely. I think it, it, it is. A, it's a dreadful gimmick, and it's yeah. it's unfortunate because the gimmick they were doing in NXT was yes, was cheesy and pantomimey, but now they've ramped it up to eleven, and it's like really, yeah. do we? No, no one does it this nowadays.
3: I I stand by. A Billy Gunn, that I can't think what movie did, but I didn't see like that's that. It was that the, doesn't feel like a veteran doing a movie. It, it was a
0: tilt a will like t- side slam thing that he yeah, did yeah. It, it,
3: it did great and looked yeah. I was, it made me more excited for the potential of they're actually competing because that's often a oh, I, I want to see him in little segments and funny bits, but I can't really sit for a whole match
1: when you know they're at the end of their of what they can do. But that was that was great. Kind of like a throwback to when um, Ricky Steamboat and came back for a bit and yeah. at first everyone was like, Oh, he's just gonna be there like as a legend and then suddenly he was wrestling and he was as good as he always was Or Shawn Michaels even.
3: Just yeah. obviously he came back yeah, to be bigger than ever, but I remember him being injured out and it not being a thing and him coming back and you're thinking, Oh, is he just gonna ruin his his legacy? And there's yeah. like, Alright, no, he's completely surpassed it and yeah.
0: No, definitely, and obviously the, the last thing to mention really about Raw was the close of the show, which they, they've been building up to, oh, and it was a, I, a brilliant
1: I, close. I felt terrible because I was so thrown off, I was sitting there watching it and in the top left hand uh, top left hand of the screen it just had hashtag handicap match, and I couldn't stop thinking... If there's a website out there where like a dating site for disabled people, <laughs> oh my god, I know. And I, I, but and for some reason, I was just like, they must be getting. I wonder if it exists. I wonder if they're getting all this free publicity. But no. But all jokes aside, it was a really good main, uh, really good main. Yeah, I it enjoyed was. it. And obviously, revel.
0: the bi- the big ending was the arrival of Sting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Which um, clearly, again. It, it feels like building. I thought they I thought uh, Triple H had done nicely since the Sting. Interruption at Survivor Series of just putting in every now and then a little bits of of, of, of slagging him off or hatred, yeah. so that it feels that they're going to build to, I think, a
1: WrestleMania. That's that's what a, I want too. A, a Triple H and Sting, right? That's what I'd like. Everyone wanted it to be Sting Undertaker, but there's a big rumor going around that under if if Undertaker mm. is going to be wrestling, it's going to be with Bray Wyatt. That's the right. that's the current rumor. Um, everyone wants to see Sting Undertaker. I'd actually think that. This amount of build, it only makes sense at this point to book Triple H versus Sting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
0: No, absolutely. I think it, it, it looks like that's the way it's going. I think in terms of. Having someone reliable to put in there with Sting, um, you know, I'm not saying Sting can't go. I think Sting's still capable of having a great match. He's, you know, he's he's not an old old guy. He's he's no Hogan. He's no Flair. Um, and he he certainly he was resting in TNA pretty much until the end. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see Triple H versus Sting. I'm quite happy with that. I'd be very interested to see Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. But I will mention when we talk about the World Rumble about that one. Um, okay, that was it. So that was Raw. Um, that was a little bit about wrestling. We kind of went hey, off on a bit of a. T- before,
1: before we before we leave Raw, just quick, I just mm. want to say there was one thing I took away from Raw, and that is unless Hogan is there, he yeah. doesn't watch wrestling, yeah. because <laughs> he said uh, there's a guy, uh, there's a kid who's never had his chance to shine in the main event at WrestleMania, and that's Daniel Bryan. And you could see Shawn Michael look at him and go, Hulk, he main evented last year, and Hulk, Hogan just throws his arms up like whatever, dude, whatever, brother, and
3: and it was the biggest like a WrestleMania moment in years, kind of thing. And, <laughs> and worryingly,
0: it was the WrestleMania hosted by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: and he botched on that as well, because he got the name of the place wrong. Welcome yeah, to the Silverdome,
0: indeed. Be,
1: that, uh, these recent Hogan appearances have made me
3: realise that he was never actually that great on the mic. He just had Hulkamania as a word and a gimmick that was great. When you actually compare him to Shawn Michaels or The Rock or any of these mm. even Flair with his rambling nonsense but yeah
0: <laughs> Flair <laughs> no, he, oh dear god completely Does Hogan he had script?
1: very little to say it would go like this let me tell you something brother I've got all these Hulkamaniacs not once yeah. he mentioned his opponent I've got all these Hulkamaniacs yeah. around me Hulkamaniacs running wild brother so what are you going to do and it's just like okay what's that got to do with the match Yeah, <laughs> But I then think this- actually, as as think as, as Ron the Rock I think
3: my actual full highlight of all was in that moment where everyone had said stuff and it had got a reaction, then Flair said something realised it wasn't getting a reaction and just jumped up and did his walk for no reason. After nothing, he said something, then jumped up and did a little walk and sat down again. I does get that the
1: impression thing? he does that when he's watching TV at home. <laughs> <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely. I'm just going to get something through in the kitchen. Does anyone want something? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> just start strutting.
0: <laughs> Can I take your jacket? Just drops it on the floor and starts dropping elbows. <laughs> that's, that's <it. laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I think that's definitely the way forward. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break. We're going to hear from some of our fabulous sponsors, the people that love the uh, Milk It podcast. When we come back, we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble. Hello, Milksters. Your old pal and friend of the show, Moss here, off of 80s classic cartoon, Masters of the Universe. As you can imagine, I've had a lot of time on my hands since that cartoon finished and I've been aching to hear some quality, geeky podcast that rounds up all the news in a nice, tight package. Only thing is, we don't have iPhones. Not after old King Randor fell out with Steve Jobs back in 92. Well, imagine my delight that now the Milking It podcast is available on Stitcher for Android users like myself. Stitcher.com has all the information oh I can't wait to tell Fisto it'll be well made up
3: alright people this is your mate Stel host of the great football podcast known as Shoot the Defence join me John Andy Mike Stuffy and whoever else can be bothered to appear every Thursday night at 10.30pm Mixler.com forward slash Shoot the Defence we're informative opinionated Sometimes controversial and have one or two face palm moments. I have a dream. <laughs> me. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, ah, and we have our own website, ShootTheDefense.com. Shoot the defense, Play
0: on.
4: That feeds on the sick and demented Which once haunted videos that were rented Are back to turn the blood to ice Of all of those who own a personal digital device On VHS, DVD and Blu-ray too In your pants it may make you Therefore, celebrate and rejoice Peppers and Lamont as they tell tales of films you should and should not want. The Totally Insane Tape Show is something you should not fear. Listen to it with some food snacks and a beer. To find it, go to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio no excuses to these sites you must go and to find out whence the evil comes from go online and look at totally insane com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In New Orleans, Louisiana, art is coming to life. There's nothing we love more here on the Milk It podcast than a decent tattoo. And there's only one place we dare recommend you go. That's Bayou Queen Body Arts Tattoo Studio in New Orleans. That's 8630 Oak Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Check them out on Facebook at Bayou Queen Body Art and get yourself down to Uptown and get yourself some ink from some of the world's finest tattoo artists. Bayou Queen Body Arts.
0: Okay, so the reason we got together is we are here to talk about the Royal Rumble and what we think is going to happen, maybe some suggestions, what we think of some of the characters, some of the matches, some of the setups that are coming in. Um, They've left it really late, like literally we are now, time of recording, a few days away from the Royal Rumble happening um, and they've only just pretty much sorted out what the card's going to be and what matches we're going to see, um, other than the WWE World Heavyweight title match. Um, so if it's OK with you guys, we'll, we'll start with the uh, kickoff show and we'll work our way up the card sure. <laughs> and we'll uh, see what we think of these guys and, and what's happening. So the, uh, the elimination kickoff match, which is happening uh, live on YouTube and uh, Hulu and various other places, but also live on the WWE Network, um, is a, a bizarre six man. Um, Adam Rose, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro are going against uh, The New Day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go on, Boo, I, li- I like the I like the new day in really? terms of I like hold on hold on David. Okay. <laughs> I like the new day individually. I think Big E had loads of uh, potential, especially hmm. when he was with AJ, uh, AJ Lee and Dolph Ziggler. Right. Kofi has found his comfortable little niche as the mid card face, um, and then you got Xavier Woods who has not hasn't had a chance to actually bust out and do his own thing in WWE. Yet. Mm. Now, the New Day gimmick, I kind of it's a churchy thing, it's like a gospely thing. I get that, but the fans just are not into it. When they made their in- when they made their introduction at Raw, uh, the Raw we have just reviewed,
4: mm.
1: uh, they were like, let me hear say New Day and make the three people in the crowd yeah. like New Day. <laughs> they're not over, um, which is obviously why they're on the pre-show. I don't even see how they're going to get over with enough build-up, it's not that much of an interesting faction, and they don't really have anyone to feud with.
3: I agree. I Similar to the Ascension, they, they're they, a faction or a team that had loads of um, build-up before they debuted, so they had loads of VTs, they had stuff to... They had the best platform if it was going to get over to get over, and it, it didn't, and it hasn't seemed to have grown since. I agree, I think they're all great individually, but... Yeah, it feels like. I don't
0: know. It, it just it seems lazy. like they haven't committed to the gimmick. It's like, okay, so we had this idea they were going to be this kind of uh, new nation of domination thing. And then they kind of went. Oh no! Actually, we're going to go over here now because that's oh, that's potentially uh, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, that's a bit politically uh, sensitive. So we yeah, sure. oh, no, no, can't really do that. Uh, here you go, uh, gospel. You guys like gospel, right? Uh, get out there and do a kind of pseudo James Brown gospely thing. And It's like the character we've seen Big E being is not that character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up to exactly. this point, it's like okay. Oh, now now he's laughy, jokey, kind of almost a version of uh, the funkosaurus <laughs> yeah. thing you know it it's like whoa okay that makes no sense what what are you doing with this but yeah it's mm, i don't know and it, it's not even like creepy preacher thing it's just it's it's really beige even though they're in yeah. baby blue it's just yeah. a really yeah really beige I, kind of character. i
3: wonder if they're a little bit of, of- a victim of time in there because mm. of everything that happened in ferguson and everything else so yeah yeah, yeah. it's a very sensitive s- subject in america so maybe they've had to kind of just f- make a middle ground of it b- b- because yeah. of that being tough going too far in any direction because see it's I, a, a weird time over there at the moment
0: i thought you come in on scrooge this would be the least political podcast you've ever done <laughs> And yet you've yes, still managed. <laughs> oh, well, that makes us highbrow. Can I put us in the uh, arts and entertainment section on iTunes <laughs> now? <laughs> it's there. Excellent. Storming up the charts. Um, yeah, but looking, okay, so moving away from the new day, um, yeah. looking at the other team, um, three guys who I, I still own, believe Tyson Kidd only has a job because he's on, uh, the Total Divas show. Right. Um, I think it's it's a terrible shame that Cesaro isn't doing better, but I think that's what people who are internet smart marks like myself always say because yeah. we want to see him doing better because he's a he's a hell of a talent and I think he's really good. But obviously Vince, um, I don't know whether you saw Vince's interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he's
3: a, uh, needs to find something, right?
0: Yeah, and it, and wasn't getting over because he was Swiss, which <laughs> was an in, interesting idea. Um, yeah. And I'd Adam you. Rose, Future who comment. Yeah, Adam yeah. Rose, who
3: Toblerone's are
0: huge, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you oh, know? the Toblerone kid is <laughs> there, there. We go. We've we've sold it, Vince. Uh, if you can just pop the cheque in the post, job done. <laughs> sold. Um, so, yeah, but and Adam Rose, uh, a guy from South Africa, who is playing Russell Brand in Get Into the Grid, yeah. that no one will admit he's that playing I, that character.
3: Yeah, I I don't get Adam Rose at all. Um, I, as you as I agree, I like. I says, I wasn't a fan of Tyson Kidd, but in the last few weeks, the work that they're doing together, I think there is potential. I think they're coming up with some good creative tag team moves, which there's not enough of. You know, the tag team division in general has died mm-hmm. in the in the excitement kind of stakes. And I don't know. In the last few weeks, I'm starting to warm t- to them as a team. For some reason, I really like a Tyson Kidd's gloves. I think they're cracking." I like his long gloves. They but are yeah.
0: literally kid gloves.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to be sold on them. Just I don't know why Adam Rose is there. Obviously because they're against a team that are three people, so they're about to pick pick someone
1: out of the hat.
0: Am I missing something as well? What, what happened to the bunny thing? Is it is that finished? Is it over? I think,
1: that's, I think that's done and dusted. Well, yeah, thanks, you. No, know, there, there were were they were American. <laughs> they there were American indie companies who were advertising. The bunny with the bunny meet and greet. Brilliant! <laughs> I'd
0: I'd pay an extra five dollars for a meet and greet with the bunny. Definitely, that'd be um, that be up there with my, my Jim Cornette experience that I
1: had. <laughs> going back to going back to the team um, of uh, Antonio Kid and Rose, hmm. I totally agree with this group. I don't get the Adam Rose popularity thing at all. It's like the it's like the uh, Bo Dallas thing. I, I they've got they're one catchphrase people like yeah. he's got Bo leave Adam Rose is you know the don't be a lemon. Hmm. Um, out, out of that team, Cesaro is the one who I really think is the standout star. And I know that he's being, he was being punished for saying that he was sick of seeing John Cena versus Randy Orton a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah, well, he's only and, saying what we're all thinking.
1: Yeah. yeah, but you're not allowed to do that when you work for the WWE. Oh, shit, yeah, sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> otherwise, Zack otherwise Ryder would be champion, wouldn't he? <laughs> so, but um, I think Cesaro will have his time. I think they're, they're kind of holding him back for now. Something will happen. Um, but I I'm,
3: I'm, I'm not mad in being in a good tag team if he's not going to be being pushed at, at, to the top anyway. I think it's good, good use of his skills to have some creative, yeah, elements in there that are outside of his of what he's already done as a yeah. solo performer uh,
1: Yeah, they are having a difficult time finding his niche because you know he was a Heyman guy for a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah that was and weird, that could though. have that could have been huge.
3: It felt like a great switch and a great move, and then it was right now, yeah, gone. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Heyman guys haven't been particularly successful, believe it or not, because you had Curtis Axel and then you've got Cesaro. (laughs) You've got those forgotten uh, Heyman guys. But um, I really think that Cesaro is the standout one for them. I don't see Adam Rose's character lasting much longer unless something happened. It's a shame because when he was Leo Kruger, apparently he was really excited.
0: He was. He, He was really good. He was like this sort of psychopathic game hunter slash... Um, I saw him a few times actually.
1: Yeah.
3: I hadn't r- realised that they were the same person I remember s- uh, seeing that on NXT a while back
4: mm.
0: like so a new age Boris skinner <laughs> he was yes he was very much a Steve Kern character um okay so the next match moving on is um is a women's match the Bella Twins who I can't believe are still employed but obviously uh, they uh they, <laughs> they, yes they, yes, uh, you can yeah yes, you I can, can because if you know who they're with uh, obviously um, John Cena and Daniel Bryan um yep. They are going against Paige and Natalia. So Yes. Uh, okay. Any thoughts, kids? <laughs>
3: you see, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Paige. I think she's got... Uh-huh. Or, or more, I liked her and AJ's feud. I felt that was the first time in a while there was excitement in, in the women's division that wasn't just as a side thing. Like, when you used to have Trish and Lita or whoever would end up finishing a Raw or, or you know I mean they they were actually an attraction and a thing and yeah. I think she's really good I think um, there's a lot of potential there. yeah I don't get that excited about this match as such but I don't know I don't know I, I don't think, know what to I, say
0: I, no I, I, I think you're right I think the, the the Bella Twins or the Bellas I don't know why I keep saying Bella Twins everyone knows they're twins um, the, the Bellas <laughs> have genuinely seemed to put effort in improving their in-ring skills Yeah. Maybe
1: talent is sexually transmitted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's a hideous image. Um, Ultimately, I I think yes, they have. They put in a lot of effort. They do look like you can tell because of the characters that are involved in this. This is the Total Divas match. So you know, it's it's those guys. Paige has gone on to that show. um, Yeah. So she, she's now obviously getting promoted alongside these, these guys. And,
1: you know, AJ nowhere to be seen on this. Yeah, of course.
0: View, which is yep.
1: quite unusual. Um, is AJ Lee, this is what I'm not getting, because obviously there's too much room on in the internet. I know she's not pregnant, but he's, there's been a big rumour that she's been ready to leave for like a couple of months now. Um, I don't know. I I'd I'd, I'd kind of heard that, that she, again, all internet conjecture,
3: that she's having, She's there's going to be some periods of leave because of tensions or whatever obviously are, are related i'd imagine to all the cm punk um
1: yeah
3: exit um but yeah i yeah i don't know no I think she's obviously true. trying to line other people up to to take that that that, that spotlight because there's no doubt that in the women's division the page and A j was the the most exciting thing in recent times, I think um, the Bellas and and uh, and Stephanie was all right, but I think it didn't really, I don't
0: know, couldn't. It was pretty be hackneyed and yeah, yeah, i have seen it all before. I think.
3: I think Stephanie is a great, an essential part of the women's division because I think she's a great heel, a great, you know, in the same way that it's that simple role of, of Vince or Hunter or, or or whoever. So I think her being involved in whoever they're pushing forward. And I said, I think a page has got a lot of potential there. But yeah, I don't know.
0: No fair, dudes. I mean, it, it'd be I interesting, it, it,
3: and it didn't really say anything. So, I
1: hope that's helped.
0: Hope <laughs> <done>. <laughs> that is you the milking it podcast. And
1: um, the, the one thing I will say before we move away from the women's stuff is, yeah. um, I didn't see Charlotte, Charlotte's match with Natalia on Raw or SmackDown, whatever it was, a couple of weeks ago. It was, but they've it kind of pulled uh, yeah. back on the on the trigger with her, and she's she's so ready. Um, no, and I, I think I don't
0: think they've pulled back on the trigger. I think it was literally because it was in um, it was in North Carolina, wasn't it? So right. it was, um, it was kind of a like right, push her out so we can quickly get the cheap pop <laughs> from the Ric Flair thing. Um, yeah. They got that done, and then because even afterwards, Triple H was asked in some conference call thing, "Oh, well, what about this? You wasted this this debut," and he was like, "No, that wasn't her debut. Yeah, she was just there. Oh. So it was just a kind of it was a quick moment. Charlotte's matches on NXT have been outstanding. She you, you want really? to talk about most improved?" she is definitely up there for last year's most improved wrestler she is think, so good really, really I think good.
1: with the women's division in WWE right now it just basically consists of six people so they need more they need more girls in there as you soon as possible who I, can work
0: I was absolutely gutted to read that awesome kong had gone back to TNA because I was really, really hoping...
1: That... Uh, it's, it's, it's opened a few doors for other people, mate.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, completely. But
1: it, I, I was really
0: hoping to see her back there at some point because, you know, I, I always liked the Karma character. I thought, I thought it was really cool, but I would have liked to have seen her to, seen her go back. Um, we talked about it a little bit briefly earlier on, but the next match on my list is the New Age Outlaws. They are going to go against the Ascension.
3: Yeah, I think that's 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 going to be interesting. As I said, on, if I'd read that and hadn't s- seen Raw, I yeah. think I've... That's just depressing, anyway. But it, it feels like it could be, yeah. I don't know. There's some interest. Everyone, obviously, as we <coughs> said, the Ascension aren't, aren't aren't going over at all. So, yeah, I don't know what they'll do there. But
0: I think if, I, if if the Ascension don't win, that's the end of that gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a back down to Florida and regroup kind of moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think the Ascension will go over. I think this is their. Um... Their receipt for taking the beating on Raw. I think this is going to be their yeah. first kind of big victory. And um, at one point, I really thought they were going to go with the Legend Killer gimmick, where they were going to face tag teams from the past. And I kind of got a preview of that on Raw. But uh, unfortunately, with kind of you know LOD only, you know we've only got Animal left now, and um, <clears throat> who else is there? It's, uh, Demolition could still go. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, really, I saw some pictures of the Powers of Pain. They still look uh, like they nice. might be having some help from uh, pharmacy, but uh, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> they they still look absolutely brilliant. So I'd, I'd quite like to see them out. But I I think yeah, it, it's going to be a very short match. It's it's just a little kind of uh, cheap pop to get the New Age Outlaws back out there. Like you say, I, I'm not sure. I think if the Ascension lose, like I say, that's it if they don't then they're still not is it, does that really give them credibility beating the New
1: Age Outlaws I'm not sure
3: yeah. I don't know yeah I don't know where they in, they in to wrestling go terms for.
1: yes because the New Age Outlaws are like four, five, four or five time tag team champions and, and they're, um, yeah
0: they're the guys who can still go I suppose uh, the worst, uh, yeah. yeah you know.
1: Um,
0: okay next up uh, the tag team title match is between the Uso brothers uh, and the Miz and Mizdow Screw you've already said you're a fan of the Dow character <laughs> I, it's
3: it's winning. I, I, I think I'm just getting caught up in the general crowd <laughs> reaction. I think he's doing something that's that's entertaining. I've, I've not previously been a fan of, 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 of Sandow or, you know, every time mm. he's had a push, I've not really got it or he's not clicked, but it's entertaining me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've not, I don't know why, but I've not been won over ever or excited by the Usos. I think they're a good little tag team, but there's I don't know. There isn't anything there that that, that really excites me. No.
1: I agree. With, I agree with that about the usos. They're they're pretty much cut and paste. They're like a friendly sumo. They're basically like a friendly version of the headshrinkers. And yeah. um, there's there's they've got the little. Uh, I, I do know the name. They've got like the uso dance at the rings at ringside when they make their entrance. They yeah. come in and then they do just the wrestle. There's not much more to it yeah. than that. Um, whereas Miz Dow and Miz. They've got charisma and a lot of character. and they're, miss- they're missing out on a trick here because if they're not in the Royal Rumble, I just knew that in my head, I was like, right, if Miz and Mizdow are at the Royal Rumble, Miz is going to get thrown over the top rope and Mizdow is going to yeah. have to dive over the top rope himself. Yeah. And I thought, there's a spot for you, Vince. But, they, they
0: have been confirmed that they are also in the Royal Rumble.
1: Well, I've just ruined Dow's elimination. There
0: so <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah, they, they are definitely in the Royal Rumble match itself. Um, no, I great. agree. I, th- I think the, the Usos... Um, they are they're a decent tag team. They're, they're decent enough. I think that's your opener. Uh, definitely is your tag team title match. Yeah. Um, it's it's strange though. I was, I was saying to Boo earlier on before we recorded. And um, it's it's a it's basically tag team matches. Yeah. A three way for your end and your Royal Rumble match. There's there's no single matches this there's time no, round. That's
3: bizarre, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Considering they're probably like you were saying at, at their weakest point for tag team wrestling. But <laughs> they've, yeah. uh, they've certainly uh, built a lot on that, which is. Uh, Yeah, and
3: when uh, when you've got a match where you have to have thirty of your stars, you'd think they're going to be short on people, you know, rather than have so many people in ring in those opening... A,
0: a yeah, definitely. Um, okay, we'll talk quickly about the heavyweight title match before we uh, then get on to Raw Rumble match itself. Uh, yes. Heavyweight title match was originally going to be Brock Lesnar versus John Cena, a rematch, third time now,
1: fourth time, third time I think. Um, well, in this in the, what in this storyline, hmm. it's, uh, it's isn't it like the first? They haven't had a proper singles match since the decimation of John Cena.
0: The SummerSlam sixteen suplexes, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, which was a, a pretty incredible match to watch. Um, I
1: thought that was amazing. Mm. I've, I've, not, I've not, I've not seen a, a beat in, I like that. I think that's great writing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I thought it was the best main event squash match I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: which is what you need to set up the idea of this monster who's going to come back yeah. and everything okay. else. Yeah, it's it's nice not to see Super Cena um, sort of charge through everyone and uh, and get his comeuppance. However, we may well see that this week. Um, So yeah Brock Lesnar versus John Cena They have now introduced Seth Rollins To the match as well Um, That's an interesting one for me Uh, A three way match involving those three Um, Very different styles From all three men Yeah, I'm not sure whether that is A a, a clash of styles Or whether that's something that's going to work To to deliver a really good match Because I can't see Brock Lesnar selling for Seth Rollins. I, I know he's oh, done the curb stomp. He did. Well. Love, he oh, did. Oh, that was it.
3: That's what I was going to say. That contract signing hmm. won me over on it hugely. Because okay. that little bit of action I thought was spot on. They did that really well in obviously who yeah, who takes out who. And then the pulls of if he's
1: going to curb stomp stop Lesnar and then he does I thought that was great and Lesnar sold it like it killed yeah. him and it looked brutal and um, but the fact that he stayed down as well that that I completely agree that's what shocked me I wasn't on board with the Seth Runs thing because I thought he was getting out by hook or by crook you know he's got um, Joey Mercury and yeah. um, Jamie Jane, Noble uh, thank he's you the,
3: he's the one who was like a a, a white trash guy, wasn't he? He, only
1: was, was he was accompanied to the ring by Nidia. Yeah, he used enough, to be in
0: a, the Young Dragons in, uh, in WCW as well.
1: It was in the Young Dragons, so. Mm. Yes. Um, but yeah, I always thought he was like a win by hook, by, hook, by crook kind of guy. But then uh, he took a suit, you know, took the German suplex at the contract signing and then curb stomped the hell out of um, Cena and, and Lesnar. And I was just like, well, he does, right. He, they, from that, I see he does have a chance to win this. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's what you've got to
3: do. And, right? and, and, and the fact he kind of... I've, I've not watched everything, but it's the first time I've seen him really have a setup up for the curb stomp, rather than they're just on their knees waiting for it. The fact he did a um, like a, 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 a stomach kick, a, a nice little spinning kick to Cena, and then did the, the curb stomp. Right. Yeah, so I like that, because it gave it more validity as a move he could use at any point, rather than, by pure chance, regularly, there's someone... Crawling along. That was always a, yeah, that was always
0: the thing with the 6-1-9. Uh, yeah. Oh, they've just happened to end up on the ropes, which happens that, in no yeah. other match ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's that's the key. Uh, the only underlying problem I have with it is um, he, he's got this heavyweight title match, uh, but he's also got the money in the bank. And it, yeah. they're kind of not really sold the fact that he's got it. I presume that might be for a double switch. So... Yeah. Cena well, goes, goes over. I was going to say, do Seth we do our predictions now? Let's yeah. do our
3: predictions.
0: Go. Okay, well, I'm, I'm saying for me, for the title match, Seth Rollins finally gets it. So Cena beats Lesnar, Seth Rollins cashes in, beats Cena.
1: That's my prediction as well, Dave. I totally think that Cena's over mm-hmm. um, to get his retribution. I reckon it's Cena over on Brock. Um, yeah. believe it or not because Brock is on I mean if we're talking in terms of like Wrestlemania the rumour currently going around is that Lesnar his contract ends before Mania
0: right mm, I thought his contract would the a but, oh, yeah.
1: but it's just I mean I, it's just a rumour I do uh, the thing is um, do they still do money at the bank at Wrestlemania I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're no no the, it's
0: it, from it. the money in the bank pay per view isn't it
1: right but he's had it a long time, so I kind of I I am in the same thinking that it's Cena over for retribution, and then Rollins cashes in um, to to win the title. I think that is the way to go. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one, Dave. So, so my prediction is
3: completely different to both of yours, and Good. you're probably going <laughs> to laugh hugely. But it's it's also to do with what how I think the Royal Rumble will go or should go. Yeah. Um. So I think it's going to be. Brock winning the triple threat, and then okay. the money in the bank being cashed, but Cena in some way k- taken out of Seth, so the, the the belt remains with Brock um, at the end of this. And the reason f- uh, for that is I can see I can see a Cena and Rollins a WrestleMania match without a belt involved. I can see that mm-hmm. as building as a feud nicely, but I think if I think the person who's been most over naturally in recent years has been Daniel Bryan. And if if Brock is leaving after WrestleMania, the best way to put a small guy over is defeating a a monster. So I could see Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble and Brock dropping the belt before he leaves as the big WrestleMania to put Daniel Bryan back where he was uh, prior to his injuries.
1: So, do you think that they'll give Daniel Bryan two WrestleMania moments, two yes. WrestleMania main moments in, in, within a year? I, I see that because he's come back from the neck injury as well. That's yeah. a hell of, it's a hell he of a story. Yeah. He well, hasn't more had a chance to run with that belt. And still
3: got that pop and still got that excitement, despite how they've tried to push Roman Reigns into that mm. role and into that slot to clearly line it up that he's next. It feels Bryan's come back and people are like, we're still completely where we were let's,
1: yeah, let's get on board again. Roman Reigns is in real danger of becoming, ironically, just like The Rock. They push him as this good guy, it becomes Rocky Sucks, or in this case, yeah. Roman Sucks. Yeah. And then eventually he will just feed off that hatred. But, um, no, I, 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 I like your idea. I think I think a Lesnar Daniel Bryan's main would be fantastic.
3: Because that was it. I just think to, to top what he did and the reaction, and that ending at the, at the previous WrestleMania, to top that, that need to have a crazy matchup, and I think Brock Daniel Bryan just f- physically and everything it will feel exactly the same of that a good worker a good you know a good wrestler just overcoming
0: it'll be the um the modern day equivalent of the Eddie Guerrero Brock match from yeah. back in the day yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that yeah. kind of it, but hopefully without the blood that was a uh, insane match um yeah. no I, I like that idea um it it, it the only thing that I don't think <laughs> is that I do, I wouldn't go with Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble match right. personally, but only because and I, I was listening to some other podcasts they were talking about bits and pieces and the idea was put forwards of Bray Wyatt winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, he's definitely going to be in the final four. He's got to be because he's you know yeah. he's, he's the, one of the most charismatic guys, um, and that logically moving on to because they're not saying in all of the bits and pieces on Raw this week no one said the Royal Rumble leads to a title match at Wrestlemania it was always the it leads to the main event of Wrestlemania main event,
3: interesting
0: so my, I agree with what they were saying on this, on the, it was Don Tony podcast uh, for anyone who's interested um, and his suggestion was so Bray Wyatt wins and then the next night on Raw they're like so which, which champion are you going against and he declines that offer and he wants the dead man
3: yeah, that'd be I, interesting. I think that would be that, interesting.
0: that's that's what I'd go for. So my my pick is Bray for the Royal Rumble itself.
3: It's interesting. It's killer because I'd like that, and I or in general I like a, a Bray against the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm. But it just kills me that that the streak was is already broken because that would if you're going to put if a character could get put across any better, I can't think of a way of perfect for Bray's character for Bray to be the one to defeat the Undertaker, Undertaker then leave, you know, it fits, it's that, it's the character, kind of, I don't know if he's a heel, or a a face, but, um, yes,
0: in between I think, but, it also leads to the idea of, so Bray, the Undertaker go against each other, you don't have to... Because the, the, the failing with the Undertaker-Brock match was that Undertaker could in no way match up to Brock physically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he just blew up within seconds. Yeah. So the Bray and Undertaker can be that stunt-fest kind of theatrical match yeah. with loads yeah. of bits and pieces, loads of run-ins, whatever you want to do. Um he can he defeats the undertaker and then the undertaker can bow out next year they've announced they're in Dallas for WrestleMania it's the perfect place for him to go into the hall of fame you've got yeah. that kind of storybook ending to to the undertaker's career yeah i doubt very much at this point undertaker even needs to get in the ring ever again
1: and but- i to say it, it gets harder and harder each year to watch him go out there and perform yeah. even though it's like once a year because it's someone i've got so much respect and admiration for and just year after year he just keeps on looking more and more beat up, worse and worse. And um, it's all about, I mean, that, that WrestleMania entrance, every time you hear the gong and you hear the music, I mean, that is a mania moment every time. But I think last year would have been the perfect stopgap because the, the, with the streak, Brock Lesnar and, and specifically Paul Heyman have used that victory for the mm-hmm. whole year, you know, the one yeah. one in 21. And that, I think, I'm glad that they didn't just like, right, he's beating him. Onto the next person. They've really made the streak something important. Yeah. And um, I think maybe one more time with The Undertaker would be appropriate. But I I honestly say I don't want to see more than that because I want the guy to be able to enjoy his retirement.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I can't see anyone seeing the worth in more than one more. Um, And to be honest, if it's not uh, putting someone like Bray across, there's a question over the one more. Just because, as I said, the reason Undertaker's there every year is because of the streak. That's gone now, so there's no longer a reason. For it. Do you know what I mean? Is, is, is it, is it going to then become twenty-one and two, or twenty-one and three, or twenty-one? It's like that doesn't. Even if he wins, it's twenty-two and one. That's no longer the streak. That's no longer. I,
0: I think it, you forget about the streak now. That's it. He has. The, he, yeah. He'll always have the longest undefeated streak in WrestleMania history. That's just another thing yeah. they can spout off whenever he comes yeah, out. Sure, yeah. So the yeah. story is. Bray giving him a reason to come back at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, you no, know. I like that. That's interesting. You know, and, and the characters, they could play off each other so well. I think that would be, that would be brilliant. So Boo, in terms of the Royal Rumble match, who's your, uh, who's your prediction, sir?
1: It's a toss up between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, to be honest. Um, hmm. I think at the very least they'll be in the final four. I'm just trying to decide whether I honestly think they're going to pull the trigger on Roman Reigns and let him do do what everyone seems to think he's destined for. Yeah. But after listening to your opinion, Pip, or, uh, this group, I I just think, yeah, Dan, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan's actually. I think because I like the idea of him going back into that main and like actually reveling in that main moment and having that belt to defend and not just drop. Because yeah. the it's got it's got the
3: comeback story. I think Roman has been the winner of the rumble for the last 3 4 months <laughs> but i think that's I, I think they would have had that in mind that this is the path for him but i feel it's not gone the way they've hoped he's not he's not come back and and gone over in the way that um they would have been planning for him to go over i don't think so i think th- they will feel from his promos from all of that he's he's not quite he, mm-hmm. he's not quite
1: ready to to carry the company as such Plus, it's kind of expected, and they like to veer away from the unexpected. Even if they have to change plans on the day, they yeah. like yeah. to veer away from the internet opinion a lot of the time. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that is the what will stop the Roman Reigns, um, you know, train. Yeah.
0: No, I think so. Um, like I say, Vince McMahon is is well known for knee jerk reactions so bad he might smash his front teeth in. But um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. So those are our predictions for the Royal Rumble. We've uh, our meandering conversation <laughs> taking us through <laughs> Raw and wrestling and everything else. Um, join us next week. Uh, the plan is we're going to get back together and see whether what we thought actually happened, which yes. will be interesting. And obviously continue a little bit more of our wrestling chat uh thank you very much screw for joining us thank you for having me it's been a pleasure always good to chat to you sir um as always, thank you to Dino Peppers at 8oClockComics.com. He's the guy who does our wonderful artwork and has done a great picture <laughs> featuring Scrooge uh, to accompany <laughs> accompany this uh, particular episode. Thank you to Jay for his Royal Rumble explanation. Hopefully, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you stuck with us uh, and you uh, you now know a little bit more and are even more confused, possibly. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, get on board with that. And uh, thank you to Jay for doing that for us. Uh, thank you, John Sands, for the music you hear uh, every time you tune in to the Milking It podcast. You can get in contact... Contact with us at TikToker on Twitter, at gmail.com or milkingitpodcast.com takes you to our main page. Mr. Scrooge, would you like to uh, plug any of your shes sir? Uh... Um, just
3: uh, my podcast, I guess, Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, check us out. We just talk about all sorts of stuff with different guests each month. You can find me on Twitter at ScroobiusPipio, the same on Instagram or Facebook.com slash ScroobiusPip. But other than that, just, uh, yeah, that's it
0: absolutely fantastic thank you sir uh, massive thank you Screw, for joining us hope you've enjoyed this episode so please go and subscribe to us on iTunes review rate tell your mates about us but most importantly go watch the Royal Rumble on Sunday and join us next week for the results show and find out how accurate our predictions were as always I've been
1: David Davis and I've been Boo Lamont and thank you for joining us as we throw the super heavyweight of entertainment over the top rope to the floor join us next time for the Milk In It podcast
4: You got the feeling that you're milking it You got the honey for the boys You wanna milk it, you know You gotta milk it and you know
0: Boo-, Boo is known as one-take Boo, mainly because people don't want to work with him a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. It's a good... It's yeah, a good, it's I... sadly
1: true. Sadly true. I love
3: the idea, I leave them not wanting more.
1: <laughs> leave them <laughs>
0: fully satiated,
1: if not yeah. slightly bilious. <laughs> yes. That was my... That's my wrestling career in a nutshell, Dave. <laughs>